yo, Thought Warriors. What is up? Our learning is on. It is I, Van Lathan. And it is me, Rachel Lindsay. I'm feeling, you know, I was a little down last time, Van. I feel good. I feel refreshed. I needed a weekend. And you know what else I needed? What'd you need? The Thought Warriors and the community that we have. I can't tell you how many Thought Warriors reached out to me, uplifted me. They did. Said they felt bad for me. They heard me, told me to keep going, sent me words of encouragement. I wish I could respond to you all, but I'm responding to you here to let you know that I that I saw it. So thank you. How many uh, of them did you respond to? Man, let's not what, what ruin you said, the wait, moment. Wait, 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 You said... You it's couldn't respond to you said you said you couldn't respond to them all. I know you can't respond to them all. You got a big following. The question is, how many did you respond to? Way to bring me down, man. I'm I responded not to, to bring you down. But you I'm called me out. But you called I didn't me call out. You I'm like, it was really you will, you will feel you called me out when I'm about to tell you the number. Zeklo? Zeklo zero? Two. Two. Okay, that's okay. You responded to some people. Look, I wasn't trying to call you out. It was a, it, I mean, compared to the number that wrote, but I, you know, I'm I'm doing it here because right. I, I I know we come yeah. here to listen to each mm-hmm. other. So, you know, respond, respond to how many? Irrelevant. Irrelevant. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's it's fine. Mm-hmm. Listen, mm-hmm. the reality is that your energy in the last podcast was somebody, it was understandable, by the way. The energy of someone who's been through, you know. The ringer, the couple of days, a nice, couple of nice days. Nice word. There you go. Shout out to <laughs> Jeff. And, I, uh, I love it. it. It somebody who's been through, and it, it makes sense. You're a human being. You're a human being, but you were able to get your mind off all of that stuff and kind of get back to things. That's right. Uh, this past weekend, you know who else is getting right. back to things? I saw this. People keep sending me these pictures. Who? Chip and Dale. Oh yeah. Chip and Dale are getting back to things. I, I don't think they're getting there. I think they're already there. They're back. You, you. What are your feel? What are your feelings on this? Oh, what I'm are not your feelings? Too much. What are your feelings on Chip and Dale getting back together? Clearly, I have spoken out about Dale. Right. Uh-huh. I've said he's not going to be Michael Strahan. Right. I've said he's in this for the fame. I said right. he used my poor girl Claire, and I stand by those statements. I'm not going to take it back just because I've seen them. You know flaunting their relationship in Florida and having right. a good time. My girl looks happy. I'm happy for Claire. I will say I spoke with Claire about two weeks ago and I'm just a little shocked that she's back. what I'm she- now seeing. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Yeah. It's interesting. People send me the pictures of Chip and Dale on the beach. I saw them. Have you seen these pictures? Them on the I beach? have. Seen the pictures of them on the beach? Chip looks happy. She looks happy. happy. Dale not as much definition as I think. I gotta be honest with you. As in his body? I thought Dale would be more cut. So he's been eating his feelings, is what you're I, saying. I, I, I think I think we're on our way to pot belly Dale. <laughs> okay. I, oh, I, I, only, I'm, I'm being everybody honest. Everybody saw not the pictures. I saw the picture. Only one person responded this way. Because this is the way <laughs> it starts. See here, what people don't understand is what happens when people get famous. When people get famous, you all the pleasures of the world start to become a little bit more available to you. Yes. See, now what's probably happening to Dale, Dale was probably before he was getting his cardio in, you know, he was he was doing the ab roller, you know what I'm saying? He was doing the, 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 the he was doing lots of toning, right? Because he was doing low weight, high reps, because he likes to keep his cuts, right? Sure. But now, 
Dale goes on The Bachelorette, he becomes like a big deal. What's probably happening now is people are saying, hey, people from Gold Belly are reaching out. See, this happens for this happens for real. Like for, for like right now, I'm trying to lose weight, right? I've picked up 15 pounds since the pandemic. I'm trying to lose weight. Okay. Here's the thing. There's a guy that works for Kellogg's. Shout out to him. Okay. He liked the other podcast that I was doing with the ringer way down in the hole. Oh, I so, saw WeeBay today. Where'd you see? Where, where, where was he at? Just around On LA? The street. I know. Yeah. I was driving up and I was like, right. Like I hit the meme. I was like, that's right. I, I once saw him at a 7 Eleven on Fairfax and Pico. You know, you just see these guys around. The wire, <laughs> the wire actors, you just see them around LA. It's a lot of different people. <laughs> so this guy, he's going to, he's got cups for me and Jamel. I still have to give Jamel a cup. And um, then he goes, you know, I also work for Kellogg's. He goes, what Kellogg's products do you like? And I was like, uh, well, what are the Kellogg's products? And he goes, oh, we have Pop-Tarts, we have Pringles, uh, oh, wow. we have Cheez-Its. And I was like, well, I like all three of those things. I like Pop-Tarts, I like Pringles, and I like Cheez-Its. I thought he'd send me a couple of boxes of uh, all of these things, right? No. Hell no. Hell no. He sent literally like Always. 60 boxes of Cheez-Its. Mm-hmm. He sent like two or three cartons, like huge things of Pringles. And then he sent all of these pop tarts, and the pop tarts uh, were un—they were unfrosted. Um, but great so, guy. You, so you didn't like that? Great night was great. Fine, whatever. I don't. Well, great guy. But what I'm saying is, that's what's happening to Dale right now. Dale's probably going through the drive-through, or he's and people and he's trying to get a salad, but people are like, "Yo, I just I put two extra whoppers in there for you, Dale." And that's probably why he doesn't have any sections in his stomach right now. Like he's, okay, I'm that's just saying. not what's happening. I, I'm just saying. I, 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 I personally that, think he wasn't getting those box of Cheez-Its and um, Pop-Tarts and uh, whatever else, you, Pringles that you name. Right. I think that pe- people turned on Dell. You know, after Dell autographed his apology, people turned on him. He thought that people would be on his side because a lot of people really talked about Claire, but they didn't. They were team mm. Claire. Mm. I think that there's something going on here with Dell, but as I learned a long time ago, you do not get involved in other people's relationships. My girl looks happy. Great. She's happy. I'm not offering what yeah. I think she should do with Dell. You know, I, good, good for you, Chip and Dell. What I'm telling you is, Dell, I've just, Dell, you're in great shape. You look great. You're a very, very attractive. Just leave man. it there. I'm telling you, Dell, it happens quick. <laughs> Dale, you sound how, like a scorned man. Like how old is Dale? Like thirty one, thirty two? I don't know. I was three sixty Duncan at that age. I'm telling you, Dale, right now, Dale, it happens fast, bro. Now I'm on the road back. I'm doing good. I lost nine pounds last week. Nine. That's a, in a week. Ooh, wow. Come on, baby. When we do it, we do it. When we do it, we do it. We'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back to tip top in no time flat. But I tell you one thing, Dale. The road down is very delicious. Just be careful, bro. The road down. Just be careful. I wonder if, let me ask you a question. Hmm? Do you think that Claire would stay with Dale if he packed on a I do. Fitty? I you do. Think he packs on Claire's, Fitty. Yes, Claire's loyal. Claire's faithful. Now, if you ask me if Claire did, would Dale stay? No. So if, 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 Claire, if Claire just, you know, if she had a little bit more you don't think? Because Claire, Claire got some curves now. Claire kind of fine. Yeah, I'm not no. gonna lie. Yeah, Claire, yeah, she's beautiful. Yeah, Claire, Claire got it. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Like it was hard to see 
on the show sometimes because they, I don't know, sometimes the women on the show, it seems like they they dress to, I, I don't like gowns. I don't that's, think- that's how, they, that's how they want the bachelorettes to be, what they want them to be in, like very gowns. pageant gowns. Mm-hmm. I don't like the, I don't think gowns are very flattering. I can see that because they're heavy, the thick yeah. material. Right, right. I, is, mm-hmm. is it, do women, uh, do guys still like look at a woman in like a gown and think, damn, she look good? Like, cause she's yeah, got a gown on. Because it's almost like uh, they're glamorous, right? Like they're, you're almost idolized when you're in the gown. Like you're right. perfect. You're on a pedestal. Like you can't be touched. I feel like that's how they see you. I was yeah. telling everybody, I was like, you know, I don't look like this in real life, right? I just, we just need to get on the same page. Right. You will never yeah. see me like this again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for them. Uh, I hope everything works out with Claire and Dale. How more it should. Than, uh, I just can't believe I said Claire, Chip and Dale. I hope that, uh, but more than anything, I hope that everybody's in this for the right reasons because it's not fair to play Thank with people's you. emotions like that. Thank you. Yes. It's um, not fair, Dale. Dale, come on, Dale. Keep it real. Keep it real. And, you know, it's okay. You know, it's okay to have some Hagen dazs every now and again, Dale. But remember, you got a brand now. Just be careful. Uh, uh, now, let's take a break. This episode is brought to you by Shea Moisture. We finally got some deodorants designed specifically for people with rich melanin skin from Shea Moisture. And they're amazing. Made with shea butter and black dermatologists approved. These deodorants give you and your skin the care that it needs. Now, here's the thing, Rachel. Okay. The deodorants came to the house. Yes, me too. You got yours. I got them. Kalika picked one up mm-hmm. specifically. And I was like, oh, why are you picking that one up? And she said, because it says it's even underarm tone. Mm-hmm. And she goes like, sometimes when you use the other deodorants, they leave like your underarms untoned or something like that. And she was so excited to have it. She went back and she started using it right there, which made me wonder if she had put deodorant off the day. <laughs> maybe she just reapplied. Maybe she, but but like, so that's a, it's a huge deal. And I've been using it too. It's very great. It's good. It smells good. The whole yeah. Thing. No, no, no. It is good. And it's last long. Like mm. I'm a sweater. Mm-hmm. So I need something strong. Mm. And I need, in addition to, I like that it evens out the underarm. I like the moisture and all of that, but it's the, I need it to last long. And this lasts for, it's a 48 hour sweat and odor protection, which is key. Wow. Uh, get the protection your skin deserves. Tap the banner to learn more or visit SheaMoisture.com. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC Pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Yo, did you see this video of the young man who was talking to Cam Newton? Did you see this video? I did. So in case you guys didn't see this, Cam Newton, former NFL MVP, uh, former All-Pro quarterback, was at his camp, his very own camp. (laughs) Uh, And he was getting trolled by one of the kids there. The kid was calling out to Cam, saying that Cam was ass. 
and that Cam was a free agent, that he wasn't on the team. Uh, I'm not going to say the young man's name just because it's a kid. Jessif. Wow, Jessif. Oh, so you think he's about now? So the, it went viral and everybody was praising they put Cam. The, I saw it on like a, a major, uh, somebody put it on Twitter. It wasn't like it was even a troll, like some actual publication put it on. I didn't realize it was a secret. So what he was basically telling Cam is like, Cam was like, I'm rich, I'm rich. And he's like, yo, you're about to be poor because Cam Newton doesn't have a team right now. He's on the backside of his career. I think everybody that follows football knows that. Uh, but uh, this kid got a lot more hate than I thought that he would. And people were really like coming to Cam Newton's defense. And the young man has since apologized. As and, he should. And he was saying, okay, so I'll tell you what, 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 they, what the apology said. Um, yeah, his name is Jesseth Owens, uh, like you already said. He said that, first and foremost, I want to express my deepest apologies, deepest apologies to Cam Newton, my entire org, my coaches, uh, and my coaches for my actions at the 7-on-7 seven seven tournament. So it was a 7-on-7 seven seven tournament uh, this past weekend. I did not intend for it to get as far as it did. First off, first, I would like to start off by saying my parents never, t- first, you already said first, bro. Second. <laughs> That's the first thing, man. Like, first, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, you know, now you Let got me saying it. the man apologize. He's a kid. No, he said first, and then he said first again. It's second now, bro. <laughs> Pay attention to the books as much as you do to the field. All right? Second. One plus one is two. Okay? So, uh, second, what well, you should have said, I would like to start off. You're not starting off. <laughs> you already started. Man. I'm We're saying getting lost. I'm, by saying it was, it was uh, by saying my parents never taught me to, to, to people disrespectful, to talk to people disrespectful. As a football player, I let my competitive side get the best of me, and it was a huge miscommunication. Blah 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 blah. Do you think that publicly? Flawed, Why did we even read this apology? I know. It was whatever. <laughs> do you think that pub, Do you think that publicly a, a flogging this child? For talking shit to a grown ass millionaire is appropriate on Twitter, Rachel. You think yep. why? I, to, make me understand this. I, like this is a kid. Well, one, I didn't see like the flogging, as you said. But here's my thing. He was trying to be funny. He was trying to do something for the gram. He was trying to go viral. And this is what happens when you try to do this. You know, he had his friends filming it. He was taunting. He was heckling Cam because he thought he was trying to have his moment. And I feel like that's what this generation does a lot of. Everybody's trying to have their one viral moment. It's almost as if that's what they aspire to, right? Like, we just want a moment. We want to become popular because of this. We want to have this dance, this video, this saying, whatever it may be. This song, mm-hmm. I feel like it was warranted because the kid needed to be taught a lesson. And sometimes you need to be taught a lesson in a hard way. Basically, people were doing to him what he did to Cam. I don't care if Cam is rich, if Cam has um, this successful career. Yes, he's on the back end of it, but let's not take away from what he did on the front oh, end of his man. career. Mm-hmm. Like, this man was using his time and his money to put on a camp to encourage and uplift young black men. And then this dude, what he thought was funny, tried to come at Cam. And it wasn't funny. And I and I 100% think that he should be, you know, called out for this type of behavior. And I'm confused as to why you don't. I don't care <laughs> how old he... What was he, 15, 16? He's a kid. 
He's how old was he? How old was he? Uh, uh, look, he's he's class he's class of twenty twenty two. However, so he's seventeen. Yeah, however he's old that makes old him. enough. Sixteen yeah. or seventeen. He's old however enough. He can drive. Makes, he's Come a on. Kid. You act like he's ten. If what? he was ten, it would be a different he's a thing. Kid. He's sixteen, seventeen. He's Nobody else was heckling. I'm Nobody else was out there. I, I gotta be real with you. I liked it. I well, like that that's type why, of time. Then why I you like, feel sorry for him? Because I expect that from kids. What I don't expect is for adults to baby a grown man. Like, oh, look at this kid abusing Cam Newton or whatever. Cam Newton hears worse than that from adults all the time. It, it was like, a it, teaching moment. It's a, no, it, it, no, it could have been a teaching moment. Well, but we, Cam that, tried. That, that, that's not what we made it. We, it could have been a teaching moment. What we made it is a public ridiculing of a kid. I really didn't see all of this because, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not as uh, right. immersed in the Twittersphere. Right. But I felt like Cam tried to make a moment out of it. He did. Like After Cam that. reacted. Like at first when Cam was like, I'm rich, I'm rich, I was like, okay, chill out. Like I didn't like that. But he quickly turned his response into like, let me talk to your dad. Like, let's make and then he put out the second video where he really tried to make something good come about it, come about it. Mm-hmm. I don't I think it's babying him, this child, as you like to say, which is a teenager. Mm-hmm. If he's 17, he's grown, he's he's legal in some states, okay? Wow. 17. Wow. Babying him. Try him as an would adult, be... Rach. <laughs> wow. Don't put words in Try him as an adult. Babying wow. him would be to excuse this type of behavior. He's old enough to know better. Look, Babying he... him is to let this go. Oh, he's just a kid. No, you're old no. enough to know better. You're looking at colleges. You're looking at your next career move, possibly if you don't go to college, trade, school, something. You're about to be out the house. Okay. You can't baby this type of behavior. You don't talk to, you don't talk to people this way. If okay. he was 10, 11, 12, okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking 17. at Jesse Owens right now. He is the 86th ranked player in Pennsylvania as it stands right now. Um, and he is 2,600 uh, nationally. Okay. Okay. He's, he seems, so what star, what star recruit is he? Sounds about uh, a three. I'm not sure. Probably about like, a three. He's maybe like a three star, but it, they, they don't have it really ranked here because um, I'm on max preps. He's six feet, 196, so good size. He was a sophomore last year, so he's going into his junior year. What's his position? Uh, he is an outside linebacker slash running back. Okay. okay. So he's kind of, you know, kind of a tweener, a guy like that. So he seems like he might have a future in the sport because uh, he's a sophomore. His body is just starting to develop and stuff like that. Look, here's my only thing with this. My only thing is, I expect the kid to make the kid mistake. I expect the kid. They're all, they're always kids like that. They're, and I like that more. If I was a coach, I'd be more sort of enamored with him now, because I remember back when we used to be playing pickup basketball, and the guys from No Limit Records would come out there. There were two types of guys that would come out to play. That that would there were two types of guys that would uh, that would react. There are two types of ways, should I say, that guys would react playing with C-Murder and P and the rest of those guys. One way is just to be on their nuts. Mm-hmm. Everything. Just to be on their nuts. Oh, my God. Great pass, Master P. Oh, God. What a great screen, C-Murder. Hey, don't worry that you've shot 10 times in a row and bricked whatever. I'm not going to say who was doing that, but there was one guy out there from the camp that would be doing that. You'll get him <laughs> next time. You'll get him next time, No Limit Soldier Man. 
All right, I hate that shit. When I see them on the court, I want a scalp is what I want. That's what I want. Is if that who I, you were? Yeah, that's how tell I me was. Some, tell, me, tell me some of the if things you say to if I see uh, you Mr. on the court, Mel. If I see you on the court, I want a scalp. I want to do you. Tell I me want, one of the things you would say to uh, no, it's not, King. It's not about doing it. It's about playing as hard as possible and competing at the highest level. And not just them, but when the LSU basketball players would come to, to catch them in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where I'm from. I don't know if I've said this on this podcast. You know, some guys would be all on their nuts. Oh, hi, Randy Livingston. Hi, how are you? Oh, I got passed from Randy Livingston. Oh, yeah, daddy. No, I want to scalp. Stop. I want to I wanna put you in the dirt. It's not, I, might, I might not get a chance to play against you again. And that's the kid saw Cam, and he's talking his shit. It, it, it went too far. Right. Like if he had if he had said it once, maybe twice and he got a laugh. OK, but he kept going and going. And it was like, yeah. all right, bro, like just chill out. It's not funny anymore. He probably like been it. waiting. He probably been waiting all month as soon as the camp happened, like knew what he was going to say. Like, I don't know. I just didn't like all it. You gotta do, it was all you got to do now is you just got to go out and back it up. Just just Seth Owens. You got to back it up now. You got to make it now. Yeah. You got to get out of the 80s. Yeah. It, you, 80s. you gotta you gotta you got to step it in now. the top 100. Yeah, in like, the country, in the country, twenty six hundred. Now you gotta make it, because if we if we fast forward three years <laughs> and you putting out rap videos on, rap videos on YouTube, everybody gonna clown the shit out you. If you if you jo the flamethrower rapper from Pennsylvania or whatever, if that's what you name, nah, you gotta make it now. All right. Now other kids, I'm saying like he's got he's put that pressure on. Himself. I'm just laughing at the rap name that you gave. Jo, <laughs> Jo, the flamethrower. Flame these, these red names are dumb now. Oh, don't don't act like don't act like these names are dumb. There's a guy out there called Spot yeah. Got Him. Like no. it, <laughs> this is Spot Got Him. This is June Buck Challenge guy. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see here. Let's move on from that. Hold on, that was a terrible transition. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, did you see what happened? Speaking of football, let's stay on football real quick. Deion Sanders, did you see this? What happened, Deion Sanders? You got yeah. jacked. Yeah. You guys. I feel like we're going to disagree on this one, too. We're going to disagree about... So, Deion Sanders, I don't know if you guys know who that is. He's a former NFL Hall of Famer. I would hope that you would know who Deion Sanders is. He's a new coach of Jackson State University. Jackson State had their first game. They won. I think it was like 53 nothing. Shout out to Jackson State. Southern University mm-hmm. is better, but shout out to Jackson State. And Dion apparently, after the game, gave a press conference where he said all of his stuff got stolen. <laughs> they stole all of his stuff. They stole all of his credit cards. His phone. And all of his, his phone. Yeah. And all of that stuff like that, it got stolen. Then, miraculously later, it's a ma- very miraculous, miraculously later, he came back and then they said that they misplaced his stuff. They found all of his stuff. Uh, and Dion was mistaken. Dion says he's not mistaken about anything. Dion says his stuff got jacked. He's very upset about it. What's yes. your, how can we disagree on this? Like, what's your take? Like, what's, what's the deal? I didn't like the way that he went about announcing that. You Why? know what I'm saying? I'm not saying, I'm not saying that he shouldn't be upset, obviously, because he said a second time that it's happened. But, like, you just won 53 to 0. You're doing a good thing. You're setting an example by going to an HBCU, like, giving uh, back to HBCUs. I, bringing awareness 
talking about what these players and these athletic programs need, what they don't have versus some of these D1 schools. And then you want to get in a press conference and announce to everyone what goes on in an HBCU. <laughs> Not once, but wait a twice. Well, first like, of all, come on, wait, man. Wait, 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 Keep that to yourself. Wait a the, minute. The, nobody in that wait. press conference was going to help you find your wallet, your, your keys, your phone. It just, it just opened up the door for them to, like— Give people the opportunity to judge the athletes that go to the school, the people that are affiliated with Jackson State, and the school itself. Like, we're trying to uplift HBCUs, and you want to make a public service announcement that your stuff got stolen. I just felt like it could have hand Leave it to the authorities, right? Nobody, you announcing that was not going to help you find your stuff. It wasn't. Oh, okay. So what you're saying... He humiliated he them. He you, publicly you, shamed it. You're, I mean, say, just, you're saying that Dion should have took that one for the culture. No, no, I, I'm just saying, tell the authorities, right? Like, go to the authorities. My stuff got stolen. Make a report and keep it moving. He came in there, like, came in there, sat down, grabbed the microphone. It's like, what's wrong, Dion? Stuff got stolen. It's uh, it's just, yes, it's painting the fine. Take one for the culture, however you want to phrase it. To me, to me, it didn't serve any purpose. There was nothing that could be done. All you were doing was just speaking bad and and. You were angry, and I get it. And he was frustrated. I understand that. And sometimes people take out their frustration in the wrong way. I know I'm guilty of it as well. But come on. Like, people are going to think, a lot of people don't know a lot about Jackson State. Now they're going to be like, Deion Sanders went to be the head coach, and they're stealing stuff, folks. They're stealing stuff there. They're stealing from people. I can't talk. I can't talk. They're stealing, yes. So here's the thing. Deion went to Florida State. Yes, he did. Dion went to Florida State. Now, look, I went to an HBCU, Southern University. I never got anything stolen from me. Okay. I, I never got anything stolen. But from time to time, shit happened. Happens everywhere. But it happens elsewhere. But that's my thing. There's crime on every single college campus around. All right? Speak, when we talk about Cam Newton, Speaking of Cam Newton, I'm not even going to bring that up. No, don't, don't, bring, don't do it. Don't do that. I'm not even going to bring that up. I'm not even going to bring that up. I was about to bring that up. I'm not even going to bring that up. I treat him like he, like he hasn't made mistakes. Like he hasn't made mistakes in the past. All right? Treating Cam Newton like as if there wasn't a mistake that he made. That has but nothing getting, to do with this. Getting that on not, that kid. Getting on that little boy like that. That has nothing that. to do with this. Let's stick to the issue at hand. Right. Um, but yeah, what I'm saying is there's crime on all college campuses. So when he came out there, I think he was reacting in the moment. Saying, yes, yo, I got jacked. He said, he didn't even really get into the funny part is, he didn't really get into the X's and O's of the game. He didn't say. No, he didn't. <laughs> It was funny. See, that's funny as hell. Dion came in. It wasn't as if, like, he came down and went, you know, our linebackers played well. We competed well at the skill positions. Dion goes, no, the victory was cool, but let me tell you what these niggas did in the locker room, <laughs> That's man. exactly what he said. Oh, I, seriously, I came back and all of my shit was gone, but he got his I mean, stuff back. He, I laughed at first. I'm not going to lie. It was funny. Then I started thinking about it. And then the poor school came out and made a statement and he was like, retweeted it. And he was like, you're lying. I don't know who told you that, but you're lying. And it was like, come on, Dion. Like, it, it just could have been. And I get it. Hindsight's 2020. I'm, I, I'm quick to react as well. But 
it's it just the reaction was wrong. Dion, like, if it happens a third time, let's just not take it out at a press conference. I'll be honest with you. I know for sure. I know for sure what Dion just did to himself. Dion has made himself the target of every wolf that is near <laughs> Jackson, Mississippi. Because that reaction right there, now there's only going to be one thing that's funnier than the first time they jacked Dion. That's the second time they jacked him. This is going to be a running gag. They're going to try well, to this, get him now. This will be the third. Remember, he, he said it's happened before. Oh, what, they got this him before? This was the second time. Oh, my God. Dion looked like fresh bread out in the Mississippi streets. Fresh bread. Dion looked like fresh bread. Wolves get hungry. They got to eat. They, they jacking Dion. But this is, and this is kind of a lesson for everyone. It was such a high-profile thing when Dion Sanders came to Jackson State. We got to change recruiting, HBCUs. Yes. There's also a chance. Look, if you've ever gone to an HBCU, if you've been to an HBCU, if you understand the HBCU experience, you understand how beautiful it is, but you also understand there are certain things that the schools need help with. Like, and it's not, it's not something foreign to understand. They're underfunded, sometimes understaffed, and mm-hmm. sure, surely underappreciated. Mm-hmm. And having a guy like Deion Sanders, that high-profile guy at Jackson State, might draw a microscope to some of those things. Because Deion ain't used to this. Well, I'm glad he got his stuff back, but come on, y'all. Let's be better. Let's be better. Let's do better. Leave Dion alone, okay? And his stuff. Something else about that is, what are you going to do with Deion Sanders' credit cards? Deion Sanders to, is one of the most... Bra- just to brag and say you got it. Do you know what I mean? That's probably he, what it he's is. He's one of the most famous athletes in the history of the world. I mean, you're going to go somewhere in Jackson, you're going to go to Dillard's or something like that, and be like, hey, I'm Deion Sanders. Like, you, like it's just... Like, they what didn't think do? it through. They didn't think it through. He's too famous. They intercepted him. They picked him off. All right. Uh, let's take a break. This episode is brought to you by Shea Moisture. We finally got some deodorants designed specifically for people with rich melanin skin from Shea Moisture. And they're amazing. Made with Shea butter and black dermatologist approved. These deodorants give you and your skin the care that it needs. Now, here's the thing, Rachel. Okay. The deodorants came to the house. Yes, me too. You got yours. I got them. Kalika picked one up mm-hmm. specifically. And I was like, oh, why are you picking that one up? And she said, because it says it's even underarm tone. Mm-hmm. And she goes like, sometimes when you use the other deodorants, they leave like your underarms untoned or something like that. And she was so excited to have it. She went back and she started using it right there, which made me wonder if she had put deodorant on for the day. <laughs> Maybe she just reapplied. Maybe she, but but like, so that's a, it's a huge deal. And I've been using it too. It's very great. It's good. It smells good. Oh, yeah. Day. No, no, no. It is good. And it's last long. Like mm-hmm. I'm a sweater. Mm-hmm. So I need something strong. Mm. And I need, in addition to, I like that it evens out the underarm. I like the moisture and all of that, but it's the, I need it to last long. And this lasts for, it's a 48 hour sweat and odor protection, which is key. Wow. Uh, get the protection your skin deserves. Tap the banner to learn more or visit SheaMoisture.com. Uh, this is riveting news to me. Riveting news. There's a chance that we are a step closer to getting some closure and answers in the assassination of Malcolm X. Now, 
You guys don't know Malcolm X was assassinated in 1965. Uh, when he was killed, since he's was been since he was killed, should I say? Uh, there's been speculation. There's been a lot of art. Uh, there's even a great documentary that just came out. I think last year, the year before, who killed Malcolm X. There's been a lot of talk about who's responsible. Some people point the finger at Malcolm X's strained relationship uh, with uh, the Nation of Islam. Some people pointed the finger at uh, multiple government organizations like the FBI, CIA. Of course, there was a COINTELPRO program that was targeting uh, black leaders in the country. If you guys have seen Judas and the Black Messiah or if you know anything about uh, Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X's uh, and Malcolm X's life, you know that these guys were under constant surveillance and really government harassment. Uh, but just just recently here, Malcolm X's family has uh, revealed a letter that they say um, proves that the FBI and the NYPD were involved in the assassination of Malcolm X. The letter is from 2011. It's a, a letter by Officer Raymond Wood. Say that Wood had been compelled by his supervisors to coax two members of Malcolm X's security team into committing crimes, leading to their arrests just days before the assassination, taking two guys off Malcolm's security team. Um, he says, I was a black undercover police officer between May 1964 and May of 1971. I participated in actions that in hindsight were deplorable and detrimental to my own black people. Under the direction of my handlers, I was told to encourage leaders and members of the civil rights groups to commit felonious acts. He said that he was threatened, uh, that he threatened to resign, but that his supervisor said that if he did, they would charge him with false crimes. His supervisors would said concocted an alleged bomb, alleged plot to bomb the Statue of Liberty um, uh, that implicated members of Malcolm X's security detail and led to their arrests, thereby eroding uh, the, I guess the the apparatus around Malcolm of his security and leading to them being able to go inside and then kill him all right uh this evidence is real this is uh, this is the or excuse me this attempt uh to to bring new information to bring here it's real it's real my question to you is what if we find out right now that what we believe to be true that the fbi and the nypd plotted and ultimately succeeded in killing Malcolm X. What if we find out that that was true? Hmm. I I asked myself this question when I first saw the story and I was reading about it. I thought that happened in 1965. I'm like, what benefit does this have? Like, how, what does this really do? But then I thought about it and I said, you know what? In our community, we've been saying for a long time that this was the case, that he was assassinated, that the FBI was involved with this assassination. And I think, uh, I saw Ben Crump say it's restorative justice. And I think that it gives credit to the things that the Black people have been saying have been happening to them for decades if this comes to light. There is a distrust of police officers, the FBI, the government of Black people. And when this type of information comes to light and we learn more about this, if this is true, 
then that shows exactly why Black people feel the way that they do. And I think that you have to start doing a deep dive and understanding more about what role the police and the FBI and the government had when it came to uh, civil rights leaders, to Black Panthers. I mean, we're talking about Judas and the Black Messiah here. The other thing it made me think of is how many William O'Neills and Ray Woods are out here, right? How many were there at the time? Black people who were used by the police department, by the FBI government, whatever it may be, to turn on other Black people um, who felt like they had no other way out. I'm not excusing it, but were threatened that they were going to be arrested or have certain charges or just be in a worse situation than they already were if they did not turn on their own people. It's really, really eye-opening. What did you think about it? Well, first of all, there are a lot of, forget about then, there are a lot of William O'Neill's and Ray Woods now. There'll sure. always be William O'Neill's sure. and Ray Woods. There'll always be somebody who has a, dis- a different set of um, motivations. Someone who is uh, puts the me over the us. And those are the easiest people to corrupt. Just real quick on that. The reason why solidarity is so important is because solidarity lets you put the collective good over the personal good. And it gives you a perspective, right? Mm-hmm. It gives you a set of principles. We talk about things like hypercapitalism or the me, 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 I, I, I generation of American life. And the real, real danger in that thinking is that it's so easily corruptible. If you are only held to the standard of yourself, mm-hmm. then it's so easy for you to be led astray. It's so easy because there's nothing bigger than you. There's no edict. There's no nothing to believe in. There's nothing. And only it's only what works for you in the moment. And I think people that want to destabilize movements, the first thing they have to do is find those people. The people that don't want power to the people, the people that really want power to themselves. You know? And so in a situation, especially like with a with a with a guy like uh William O'Neill, you know, you find him, he wants to save his own ass. Not just, not only does he want to save his own ass, but he doesn't have any allegiance to anything, right? So that's kind of what happens. On this situation, so we should say that the the uh, the Manhattan District Attorney's Office uh, is reviewing this right here. This is all because um, uh, a book that was written by Ray Wood's cousin called The Ray Wood Story, it's been published earlier this month. So the book was published. There were some revelations inside of the book. And now we are uh, where we are. Uh, So they're really actually looking into this. I think that this is, this really ties in directly to some of the arguments we're having right now. Um, Over the police's role in our community, Mm -hmm. over law enforcement's role in our community. It ties directly into some of those conversations right now. So Mm -hmm. let's say that we know for sure, right, that, a government entity or a city entity like the FBI or the CIA directly plied to kill a black leader, okay? Malcolm X is responsible for no acts of violence. Uh, Malcolm X, either his time with the nation or his time after that was responsible for uh, zero um, terrorist acts or anything like that. Now, there are all sort of beliefs that the nation has there are all sort of things that people that offend all types of people. I'm not excusing any of that stuff. 
I'm telling you that Malcolm X was a scholar and a thinker, and he represented black manhood and black strength at a time where we didn't really, uh, didn't really weren't able to to express that as openly and widely. And he led to the rise of people who refused to be treated in a certain way by their government. But you know, obviously there are some things that Brother Malcolm said that would offend some people. That's just par for the course. It's the way that it goes. But what I'm saying is. The government didn't have, if the government killed Malcolm X, they didn't have any reason to. The only reason that they would have to kill him is to stop the progression of what they thought was black liberation or a group that was speaking directly to black people. So there was, there was no, so I'm not saying that the government ever has a reason to kill anyone, but I'm saying that in this particular, there's no justification for this at all. There was no plot to, to destroy a bunch of people. There was none of that, none of that was happening. Okay. Uh, so we have to make sure that a lot of people that don't know a lot about Malcolm X's life would not have would not have thought that. And actually, to that point, at the end of Malcolm X's life, he had taken a religious pilgrimage to Mecca, right. and he had come back and actually changed a lot of his beliefs. Right, a lot of the ways that he had looked at society before, he had left the Nation of Islam. And he had he looked at things in a more equitable way, was willing to work with different people. Malcolm was evolving into something different than he had been before. Okay. That's not to say that I'm not using that as oh, Malcolm X had turned better. I'm just saying the Malcolm X that they actually ended up assassinating wasn't even a guy that they should have been as afraid of. It's not Malcolm X that they were afraid of. It was black liberation and continues yes. to be black mm-hmm. liberation that they're afraid of. Um, so I say all that to say that if we know that Malcolm X uh, was killed by the government, then what has to happen is accountability. Like direct accountability. And, okay. and the, when I say direct accountability, I mean the... NYPD and the FBI have to find some way to repay the debt to black people that is left in the absence of that man. What does that look like, though? It does. How can you do that? How can you do that when you took that away from us? Like, I, I don't even know what that looks like. It's an unpayable debt. But the reality is that it has to be paid. The only thing that matters in any of these situations is accountability. Do you have any idea, which I'm sure you do, how much different Black American society might be had Malcolm oh X God. and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and Medgar Evers and those other gentlemen how, how, and have, have, have they stayed alive? Like, even them coming together and saying, we like admitting to it, right? Taking accountability for what they did. Okay, but you 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 can never give back to us what you took away. So I don't know what that looks like. That's that's the thing. You're right, but then the question is, what does that look like? Well, the first thing it looks like is a gigantic sum of money to Malcolm X's family because they lost an actual member of their family. Sure. So that's the first thing. The first thing it looks like is a gigantic, gigantic sum of money to their family if that were the case because because they they lost somebody. There's obviously uh, a huge cultural void, but then there's like a real void of somebody's dad being killed in front of their children. I want people to think about the, mm-hmm. the, how horrific this is. This mm-hmm. is a father being shot to death in front of his wife and his kids. Okay? Well, I hadn't done anything. 
So think about that. This is a, like, a, a, if we're to believe that this was at the hand of the government, how what a horrible thing that is. And then secondly, we really have to take a, a hard look at law enforcement's role in this con- in this country. We've talked about it before. We talked about terms like defunding, terms like divesting from the police. What we're saying now is that the police are being used as weapons of American white supremacy. And as taxpayers in this country, we don't want to pay into that. We don't want to pay into a bounty on our heads. So we want some of that money put in places where we can better use it. We don't want to pay people to kill our leaders. Mm -hmm. We don't want to pay people to kill our brothers and sisters. That's not what we want to do. And if we're paying for it now, if we always have to pay for it, we want to pay a little bit less to that. And I think people have to see the ways that American law enforcement has been used against the black community. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was saying. I think it gives credit to that. I think, you know, if if this comes out that this is the truth and, they, and they're able to further prove this, it, you can see why black people feel the way they do. At least, listen, we've been we've been able to see it. We've known about it, just like we didn't wake up in 2020 to what's been going on. Other people are just not realizing it. But sometimes you got to break things down and make it so simple for other people to understand. And I think this gives credit to that, where people are like, could be like, okay, this has been happening. You know, this is why black people do not trust the police or the government. Or the government. and it trickles down into everything, right? There's somebody right now everything. thinking, why would I get a vaccine when the FBI... And you guys don't think that. Why would I get a vaccine when the FBI killed uh, Malcolm X, you know? And the vaccine is not a government thing, right? These are private pharmaceutical companies. The government is trying to push it because they want to get the economy back on. But the reality is that this... this When you have a lack of accountability, like the uh, brilliant brother Crump said, when you have a lack of accountability, there can be no trust. Because we don't think we don't feel like we're living in an equitable society. I will mm-hmm. say something else is, and the last thing I want to kind of say on this is, J. Edgar Hoover's name should not be on any federal buildings in the United States. The J. Edgar Hoover Building is the, the is the uh, the FBI headquarters in Washington D.C. His name should be taken off of that building. Mm-hmm. Okay, now it's it's one thing to have George Washington's name on a building, right? George Washington was a brutal and dedicated slaver, but he was also the first president of the United States of America and set a lot of precedents that uh, commanders in chiefs still use. He's basically shaped and defined what the American presidency is. You see why he's remembered or celebrated in the way yeah, that he is. Yeah, you yeah. see that. That makes a lot of sense. You, you, you see that. In this particular case, if I'm to believe, and we know for a fact, Jericho Hoover tried to get uh, Martin Luther King Jr. to commit suicide. Okay? He wrote him a letter saying, you have to kill yourself. Uh, we know that J. Edgar Hoover was directly involved, or we suspect, very highly suspect, he was very directly involved in orchestrating the death, along with the Chicago police, of Fred Hampton. If we think that J. Edgar Hoover's FBI was then involved in uh, Malcolm X. Uh, being assassinated. If we think that J. Edgar Hoover had anything to do with any of the litany of assassinations, as he was probably the most powerful man in the U.S. at that point, uh, that happened throughout the 50s and the 60s, if we think that's true, then Hoover is a war criminal. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. He was uh, the acting director of the FBI for a very long time. He shaped in a lot of ways what that organization is, and I get it. But I tell you, the FBI hasn't made enough of a difference in my life, to be honest with you, to where I would excuse anything that J. Edgar Hoover did. J. Edgar Hoover is not, in my opinion, an American worth remembering. He's not. I'll listen to your arguments about all the other slave owner and guy, slave owning guys that wrote the Declaration of Independence and stuff like that. Intellectually, I can't separate, you know, what the Declaration of Independence means from American society. It's too big of a part of it, right? I can just look and say, remember the guy in the 360 way? Sure, he wrote the Declaration of Independence. He also raped a woman for her whole life and let his kids live in slavery. Just tell the whole story. With Jericho Hoover, I don't think the story is that compelling beyond the things I'm talking about. Sure, he he ended a run of American crime by cracking down on Babyface Nelson and goddamn Bonnie and Clyde and John Dillinger and all of those guys. And he he was also very instrumental in forming the FBI, I get it. But if he cut the head off all of these leaders that directly are involved with our community, and if that's something that's known, I personally think it's disgusting, disgusting that we, that we regard him the way we do today. Well, because just, and I'm not going to add too much to what you're saying, but just because of what you just said, you mentioned like, like a Bonnie and Clyde. These are people who were committing actual crimes. Right. When you mentioned Malcolm X, when you mentioned Martin Luther King, these people weren't committing crimes. These people were just fighting on behalf of their community to better their people. That's it. And you looked at them as a threat because they were trying to make black people better. Period. Yeah. There was no yeah. crime committed. Yeah. 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 I get it. It's disgusting. Uh, we're going to take a break. Okay, um, Juice and the Black Messiah is streaming on HBO right now. It's a great movie. Did you like that movie? Love the movie. Love it. The star of Judas and the Black Messiah, Lakeith Stansfield. We had him on this very podcast. Lakeith Stanfield. He corrected you the first time you said his did name. Did I say Stansfield no... again? You did. Again. You did. Put some respect on it. Stansfield. Oh, sorry, Rich. Damn. Lakeith Stanfield. Uh... Posted a very weird video to his Instagram yesterday. I don't know if people saw this. It was Lakeith, and he was dancing with a doll. And on his computer, there was a picture of William O'Neill, who's the guy who he plays in Judas and the Black Messiah. He flipped off the picture of William O'Neill. And then he, uh, there was a picture of a friend of mine, Charlemagne the God, who popped up on uh, the 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 uh, why'd you roll your eyes when I say Charlemagne? Did I? You did. Oh, do you, do you have issues with Char? Keep going. No, I Ooh. didn't even realize I rolled my eyes. You, don't, don't, don't. I do not Hold have on, let me issues. Get him on the phone. I do not phone. have issues with Charlemagne. No, tell the story. Tell the story. Ooh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um. So, uh, no. He, the picture of Charlemagne popped up on the computer and then he held a gun. He had a pistol in his hand the whole time he was doing this. He held a gun up to the screen. Backstory, Lakeith and Char have been going back and forth over a couple of years. Char said that Lakeith was born to play the role of William O'Neill because <laughs> I guess Bad. he says he was born to play that role as a shot. I'll that was a little scary, don't you think? Like you holding it, like putting guns up to people's faces and stuff like that. I was a little, it's weird. I mean, he was also dancing with a doll, so I mean, you know what I mean. Like I'm not, I, like it's wrong, right? Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't have 
put a gun to Charlemagne's head, even if it is a picture. Mm-hmm. But what did you think about Charlemagne's interview with Daniel Kaluuya and him saying that uh, Lakeith was born to play the role? What'd you think? Petty. A little petty. A little petty? petty? A little petty. But look, here's the thing, though. They've a been little going, petty? They've been going back and forth for a long time, though. They've been going back and forth for a long time. It was a little to petty. Me, it was a shot. Me, it, was definitely, it was definitely a shot. Okay. But that's, Tell that's me what's if been I'm happening. Wrong, but what that's I have always seen is mm-hmm. Charlemagne says something and Lakeith responds. Not necessarily. No. When has Lakeith initiated the beef? Okay. So this all goes back to Lakeith's first appearance on The Breakfast Club. Okay. So he came to the Breakfast Club. Lakeith had a grill in, and he was going back and forth, and whatever. I thought it was a very funny interview. But I think sometime, some at some point in that interview, Lakeith wanted to rap, so he okay. rapped. And Charlemagne, what Charlemagne does on the Breakfast Club, if you rap and he doesn't like it, he says he's not feeling it. Right? Okay. He's not, he's not feeling it. After this, there was some back and forth between them. But I remember one specific time, Lakeith came out. And he criticized, he criticized black media outlets like the Shea Room, Baller Alert, and he put the Breakfast Club in there. He said that they were anti-black, okay? Charlemagne mm-hmm. then went on the Breakfast Club and got at Lakeith about all of the things he felt like Lakeith had done that was cooning or that was anti-black. Then Lakeith comes back, puts Charlemagne's face on the Sambo thing and makes a whole diss record and responds, and I thought it was kind of over. But I guess it's not over. It's not over because Charlemagne took his shot. He brought it back. He took his shot on the Breakfast Club. And then now we are where we are. Listen, there's there's an update today, actually. Charlemagne talked about this on on the Breakfast Club today. I just want to bring this as part of it. He he references the the diss track, like Van saying. He said, what Lakeith does is he gets online and plays the victim. And he makes it seem like I'm always coming at him. Charlemagne said after explaining why he owed that little jab at Lakeith following the actor's diss track towards him. Listen, thank you, Jackson. Thank you, Jackson. Your boy is petty, right? Like, let's just let's just call a spade a spade. Charmaine's <laughs> messy. It's it, it it's entertaining. <laughs> it works for the Breakfast Club people. He's the draw, right? Like, mm-hmm. you want to hear. It's like a Stephen A. Smith. When something happens, it's like let's go see what Charlemagne has to say about it because he's not going to spare anyone. He's going to be funny about it, and he's going to be petty. This, I will admit, when I read it it sounded a whole lot worse than when I actually saw the interview. Because when I saw the interview and the moment he says to Daniel, don't you think he was born to play this role? Everybody starts laughing. Right. And so it lightens the mood a whole lot more. But it was bad. And I'll tell you why. No, no, it's a major, major insult. I even told Charlamagne. It's a big time insult. I I told him, I was like, he was like, bro, it was a jab. I'm like, dog, that is a pretty pretty insulting thing to it say. It was because right. we had Lakeith on here. We talked about the emotional toll it took for him to play Lakeith. We talked about what that meant, the significance of the role, um, what he had to do to prepare for it. He's been open about seeking therapy after the role. It was a lot. It was heavy. And it really took the right person and a strong person to be able to play that role and play that role well. You right. could argue that even though the film is about Fred, Chairman Fred Hampton, that Lakeith had almost had just as much, like almost had a more powerful role in it. When you see, like, I think, what I he think brought Lakeith's to the him. lead. Yeah. Like, when you the see, the movie what he, is Judas, 
and the black that's Messiah. That's true. That's true. I think Lakeith, so, I think Lakeith is the lead of the film. So I just think it was out of line because there's just so much more wrapped around this role than say like he played an informant. And I just I, I and, and 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 Charlemagne had to know what was gonna what the aftermath was gonna be and saying something like this. I mean, surely he didn't know that Lakeith was gonna be dancing around with the doll and and pointing a gun at him on Insta- on social media, whatever it was, but this was too far. And I'm glad you told your friend that it was too far. I didn't say it was, it was too far. I don't think it's too far. Well, well what did you say? What did you I say? Said, so when he was like, uh, he said he was born to play his role. I was like, bro, do you have any idea how insulting that is? Like that's super, to say somebody is like born to be William O'Neill, that's super duper insulting. Look, I don't think it's too far. If you if if that's how we playing, then that's how we playing. Listen, but it wasn't the time and place to make that type of joke. Um, I it just it, it just wasn't. If you've seen the movie, if you understand the significance of the role, it wasn't the time and place for it. Because what what what's also the reason it wasn't the time and place is because on Charlemagne's part, there was truth behind it. He wasn't just being funny. He it was a joke with a little bit of truth in it. On his part. That's what he was trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, he he feels that way. <laughs> he feels that way. I guess my thing is, number one, you bring out the gun, though, bro. We playing with the choppers now, the pistols. We got the... You, you, first of all, that's a... It's all going too far. That was too far. That that's was too far, too. too. Point a gun at somebody's... Like, a gun... A gun that that makes me wonder if Lakeith is okay. Like I seriously, just think these these beefs are so stupid. I think Wait it's just minute. so. You say that you've had beefs. You got beefs now. Oh, I do not have beefs. I don't you keep got it beef. going. I don't keep it going. You, Who? I don't. Keep I might it not going. like you. I might what? not like you. That's not what it is. No, because a beef like you just keep going back and forth, back and forth, taking these jabs. I don't even. I don't even talk about you in that way. Right. right? I don't. It's but just, you have beefs, though. Don't act like you don't have beefs. No, they're people I don't like. They're people you don't like. I don't but, just just because I don't fuck with you doesn't mean I got beef. It's just, I don't I don't I don't have the time of day for you. Right. Well, also, this is a situation where these people, there's two people who don't really get along, right? And they keep coming up in each other's faces. They, everybody's got opinions, right? You say that the Breakfast Club is anti-black, and you're in a big movie where you play a federal reform and, and all of that. They keep you in this situation. If maybe if you had to be you and Hannah B, y'all got beef. Be honest. No, we don't have beef. No, we don't have beef. We're just you not. Got, we're just not friends. Y'all we're got not friends. Beef. You no. talking? You was talking about this pod by catching a fame. You know what? It takes. No, oh, I'd stop. It you takes are. energy to. It takes energy to have beef. So if I'm not giving you any, you know what I'm saying? I'm not giving you anything. Are you ready for Clubhouse Chat? Clubhouse Chat. Is this a new segment we're doing on the show? Yeah, Clubhouse Chat. Well, can I just feel... call you out? Because what? I got to call you out. Because a couple of weeks ago, you were like, sure. I'm done. I'm done with Clubhouse. Elon no, Musk has been on there too much. I'm sick of it. Y'all, I want you to know it wasn't 24 hours before yeah. I got a notification that said Van Lathan is in a chat room with so and so. But you know what? But and you know your what? name's been popping up like crazy. Sometimes. You are, you're on it like three times. You're but, creating rooms three times a day. So I, first of all, I don't create rooms. First, oh, excuse well, me. I don't create oh, excuse me. So here's the thing. Here's the thing what happens. Number one is sometimes I'll get the clubhouse notification and I'll hit it and then 
it'll just throw me into a room. I don't know. That's one thing in the clubhouse. Secondly, Lies, is, y'all. He's, on, crew, he's in this thing. My clubhouse crew wants me to be a part. Bishop Brigante, Royce the Five Nine, Glasses Malone, Lisa, Tracy Lee, Mech, the whole crew. We got a thing on Clubhouse. They want me in these rooms. Like I'm part of the fabric of our little crew. Sometimes I see I see you in rooms, and those people you just named aren't in them. No, you never. That's not true. That's <laughs> not true. true. Damn. Let's see here. Let's you see. You like okay. it? Just, just, just embrace it. It's you fun. Love Clubhouse. It's, fun. it's fun sometimes. Sometimes it's too much. All right. Let's look. Let's see what kind of rooms we got. So they got a, a digital book club, The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. Uh, no. They got Real Relationship Talk. No. Vanguards of New Orleans Culture. Oh, that's... Hmm. No. Uh, oh, wow. Wow. Is there an exodus from the States? Uh, no. Let's see what else is on here. Oh, Daft Punk. Broke yeah, I don't up. really know their music like that, but I saw that. 28 years. 28 years they're together. Uh, has the violence in hip-hop become too much... Oh, because of what just happened with Roddy Rich at a music video, right? Okay, so let's let so that's that's one that that's one right there. Has the violence in hip 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 hop become too much? I'm toxic and I'm proud is a, is a room that's going on right now, which I love. <laughs> what? Uh, I'm I'm toxic and proud. Okay, so this is another one. Men don't want love; we want loyalty and food. That's how many the people name are in that room? How many people are in that room? room? How many room? 20, <laughs> 22 people. <laughs> All men, probably, too. Okay. So, which one do you want to do? Do you want to talk about violence in hip hop? <laughs> no. Or do you want to talk, talk about, about. I want to talk about men. Men, you want to talk about men wanting loyalty and food. Lo- loyalty and food. Hold man, on. is this true? Is this true? <sighs> is it true? Or, or are they one and the same, right? Is your love. Your love, which you might be defined as love, might be loyalty and food. That is love to you. I don't know if I'm that hung up on loyalty. What? I'm less of a... I don't... That's you. You're alive, man. You're alive. I'm being honest. Everybody wants somebody who's loyal to them. Loyal? What do you mean by loyal? What do you mean? You mean example? The word word can only be used in one way. Loyalty. No, but tell me loyal how? They're faithful to you. They have mm. your back, like through thick and thin. No matter what, they're they down for you. They have my back you. through thick and thin. They're uh, down for you. Like lo- being loyal is just another word, way for saying a down ass chick to me. Okay, I don't think I care about that that much. So, your girl can step out on you, and it's not that big of a deal. <sighs> I could get over it. How many times? I'm not, I'm not, it's not, I don't, I don't care, but I really, I'm being honest. Like I could, I like, I don't give a fuck about, I mean, I care. I don't want to, I don't feel in any way. Like, I don't think, I don't feel like, uh, I don't fucking care. Like, I don't feel any sense of ownership over anybody. It's not ownership. Yeah, it's a relationship. It's trust. It's like mm. it, like you're not gonna be out here embarrassing me. Like you're gonna I, be I, out here in these streets. You don't care about that. I no, you don't care I that care. if you're going through something, and instead of like kicking you while you're down or leaving you, you know, like out in the 
like just just out there. Mm-hmm. Instead, she's going to be loyal and pick you up when you're down. Like be there as a support system yeah. to help you, you know, go through this thing called life. That's a loyal person. Right. If she did not figure it out. Man, then why do you have anybody in your I'm life? I'm just because this is this is this is the reason why it's I, I don't need anybody for a ceiling. I need somebody for an attic, right? So the way I look at that is there there's there's nothing that I need to establish a foundation with somebody that makes my life better, right? So I, I don't need to. I, this is just me. And I guess this also comes from my parents' relationship. It, and the reason why it comes from my parents' relationship is because I, I watched my parents, two people who I know were in love with each other, just mm-hmm. not make each other's lives better. Just it was, it, it, their relationship was such a struggle to hold on to. Mm-hmm. It was like such a, um, and it wasn't just the regular, any relationship is going to be a struggle. Your friendships are going to be struggles, right? Because you're going to grow and grow different ways and all of that. But when I watched them, it was like a, it was a situation to where they just kind of it took so much out of them, like all of that stuff. Yeah, and to and that just made me want to have a relationship that's more about somebody to laugh with, and somebody to get better with, and somebody that all of the other stuff is important. It it is, but. I also spend too much time on my own. Like it's like I don't know, man. It's like, why? What do you want to really? What do you want a relationship for, Van? It's not has nothing to do with loyalty. Somebody is literally somebody to go to the movies with. It's literally somebody to go on vacation. You could have a best friend and and do that with. Nah, no. Yeah, you could. You 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 could, but it's not the same. So like the reason loyalty is so important to me is because and also also, it's not about a relationship. It's about a person. No, that's it's about thing. a person. One but, person. But, one person well, that you feel like is all of those things. Yeah, and that's when you're together, what you have, it's a relationship. And the reason loyalty, I'm like, I'm very independent, right? Mm-hmm. My dad would say, will say, Rachel doesn't need a man, right? She doesn't need that. But because I'm so independent, when I have that, that strong feeling of support, like to me, I need that. I need you to be loyal to me. I need, and I'm not like a worshiping or like a, a dog type thing. Mm-hmm. I just need that support. I need to know like you have my back and I give that. And, and it's not just, it's not just one side. Like for me, I give that as well. So I want that in return. I like, like just people to have your back. I, just, just down for me at the end of the day. But I want it with somebody that like, uh, that I love, not just in a friend. Like a friend can't give me that type of, relationship like i want right. my the person i love the one i have feelings for the one yeah my nah i get it. it it's like the whole the hold me down down for me thing it's kind of stupid to me it's not to me i, I, I go through I, I a lot get it. i i understand it but also it's also because i have a lot of people who are down for me and also it's it's really has to do more with anything it's just like it, whether you're down for me or whether you're not down for me like I'm gonna See, be fine. <laughs> I, you know why I call BS on that? Because why? we've talked. Because on this podcast, we've talked about like things that we've struggled with and that we've gone through. And you're always giving a shout out to your girl about how like she's down for you. Not maybe not the same language that you're using, but like mm-hmm. you couldn't. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it's almost as if like like she's helped you get through certain things. She's been there for you. She's like, mm-hmm. and it's that's a that's loyalty. Well, 
Oh, that's course. loyalty, and it's helped you get through certain things. All right, well, that's because that's because she's exceptional, right? But like, yes, she is. But the but the reality of that situation is that even if she wasn't, I'd still have to get through those things. So when you but when could I could you, you'd but, have to. When, but could when you? When I'm crediting her, I'm crediting her for doing what she was moved to do, not for doing what she had to do. No, see, I get that. Right. So it's you like, don't yeah. have to be loyal. So I... you 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 still give credit where credit is due, right? You still you you still like say, hey, I was going through this and this person was there and all of that stuff. But I, really, I'm telling you, I, I wonder right now if I were to call my sister right now, I bet she feels the same way. I'm there's this there's this thing, and it's hard. I'll be honest with you. There's this thing that's missing in me. Mm-hmm. It, it it really is. There's a there's a glitch in Van. There's a glitch to where I'm like, yo. There was a point in my life where people really didn't give a fuck what I was doing. Like I was really just left to figure out life mm-hmm. on my own. Mm-hmm. And it was like, hey, we're wrapped up in what it is that we're doing. We got the stuff over here. We're fighting. We're fussing. We're doing this. They'll be okay. They'll figure it out. Sometimes in that, we failed. Sometimes, and so for me, even throughout my entire 20s, came out to LA, like, on my own. I have friends that I've known since literally I was in the first grade. Came out to LA on my own. Had to do all of this stuff. And they got to, they, they, it got to a point, seriously, to where if I failed, there was nobody I could call. Mm-hmm. Like, I had called in a couple of favors. My my mother would do anything for me, and she has done stuff. There were times like you know, but it was like you can't go back to that well. Like right. I had to kind of figure shit out. There was no, and so because of that, I don't expect anybody to have the answers for me. Or I I, know, I get what you're saying. No, I understand yeah. it. But yeah. you know what? I think I think no. It's it's a it. I give you an example. I was in a conversation with my boy Gino, and uh, he was he was this was before I was moving to LA, and he was like, "Yo, you can go out there. You're not gonna have anybody around you. Your family and then your family and stuff not gonna be around." I was like, "That's okay." And he was like, "Well, everybody needs family." And you know, what my first thought was, "Not me, not really." Like so when you were talking about like wanting to go home, like back home. To Dallas first place and I really go. first I place you want to go. You want to see mm-hmm. her. You want to go back home. You want to go to Dallas. Me, me, my mother, my father, and my sister, I've said this before on the podcast, haven't all been in the same room for 20 years. Mm-hmm. It was a it was an era, and now it's gone. And I don't really, I don't, it's, either it's that I don't miss it, or it's that. You've learned to deal with that. I've learned, to, I've, 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 yeah, I've adapted. And yeah. so not so it's now it's like the people that I have have in my life are the people that make my life better. I guess it's more of when you do love, mm-hmm. right? For to go back to the clubhouse, when you love, what is it that you want out of that love? When you do love, what is it that you want out of like, that love? I want loyalty. Maybe because there was a time when I wasn't loyal. <laughs> so, hey. that's what it, so maybe, maybe that's what I want now. 
Um, I don't think that I want anything as much as I want her. Aww. So I think that's probably the thing. And I think, to be honest with you, there's parts of this that I have to evolve on mm-hmm. because I think sometimes these glitches in me, they affect mm-hmm. her. Because of I think they so- do. I think sometimes it, I'll get... That makes you, to a degree, like, you can be emotionally self-centered. You can just... You can forget that other people need other things from you. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you, you, it's hard for you to give something that you don't feel like you need to have, right? Well, that's where that love languages stuff comes into play, I right? love languages shit is bullshit. Well, no, because... No, I, maybe, the, maybe the five languages, fine, whatever. But just the concept of you give love based on how you feel loved. And that's right. not necessarily how the person receives it. To me, that's the best thing out of the whole book. Forget the five, what the five, whatever they are. It's My just, love language is watching Avengers Endgame then. Because that's oh, what I, I feel to, the most love. I talked love. to Tom Holland today. Oh, did you? The Uso brothers. Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, this they're wasting, they're wasting their time with you. All of that stuff <laughs> oh, we had a fantastic is a waste. Time. People All love of that my stuff enemies. is... Why would you be talking to the, the Russo brothers, though? About because what? the Russo brothers just had a new movie with Tom Holland starring in it called Cherry. Cherry, yeah, Cherry. Yeah, they did. They're, they're working. You know what? This is what happens real quick with stuff like that. You know why they're working with him? Because obviously they did Spider-Man, they did, uh, well, they didn't do Spider-Man, but they did Avengers Endgame and all that stuff like that. In the downtime between all of these other movies that they have to do, they want to go out and, and, and do a quick film. Like, uh, uh, they, they do it with the guys that they're right around. They go, hey, Tom, we got a movie. You're perfect. Let's do it. We got six weeks before we got to start pre-planning something else. And they go out there and they shoot a quick film. Uh, uh, John Favreau one? did that. Oh, I said, is that what they did? That's what they did. I already know. <laughs> like all this love language. Like, I, I want I want a, I want a down ass chick. <laughs> I want a down ass. I want a, a, a I think I want you get caught up in phrases. Me. And you try so you try so hard not <laughs> oh, to say a certain phrase because it's it's <laughs> probably used down. too much that you you're really saying the I same thing chick. just without saying the word. Okay, John. Okay, John. I need a chick okay. that when I'm doing <laughs> bad, you me a couple of dollars and, and I can cook up a whip up a cool meal and stuff like that. <laughs> y'all don't even fucking have jobs. Y'all want all of this shit. Y'all want to sleep on somebody's couch. Like, like, forget about her. What do you, first of all, to, to most of y'all, forget about what you want out of her. Forget about that question. Start asking what you want out of you. Okay, do you know who you're sounding like? Who? <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> Ken Samuels? Oh, <laughs> Ken Samuels! <laughs> What? Rate yourself on a scale of Rate yourself on one to ten. But look, I would never speak to a lady like that. I would never speak to a lady like that. But sometimes when he's talking to the men, not to the ladies, because women different, he's talking some real shit, though. I I just need somebody to understand how hard it is to be. Shut the fuck up. All right. Is this dumb segment we love where we rate whether something is stupid or smart? I love this headline. Women... <laughs> dressed as elderly adults. They got caught trying to get a COVID-19 vaccine. So I haven't seen this story yet. Uh, I don't know where this took place. If I was going to guess... Well, I believe Florida. Fucking <laughs> 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 <Like in> Florida. <laughs> if I was going to guess where this took place, uh, I would definitely... Definitely guess Florida. Um, and it happened 
in Orange County. <laughs> it was happened in Orlando. So, <laughs> man, shout you know, out to Florida, man. <laughs> um, yes, they they dress up to make themselves appear older to get coronavirus vaccinations and were turned away and issued trespass warnings. Dr. Raul Pino, the state health officer in Orange County, said the women disguised themselves with bonnets, gloves, and glasses. What the hell is this? <laughs> uh, bonnets? Who's wearing the bonnets? <laughs> uh, Sheriff's spokesman Michelle Guido told the Orlando Sentinel that the women altered their birth years on their vaccination registrations to bypass the state system, which prioritizes people age 65 or older. It appeared that the women had gotten the first shot, but unclear where. Rachel, is this dumb? It's, it's beyond dumb. It's so wrong. It is so wrong. Yes, it's dumb. Dressed up in bonnets and gloves and glasses. I mean, the fact that, I mean, no, man, maybe it's not because they got away with it the all. first time. They got, it's wrong. It's wrong. It's not dumb. I don't dumb. think it's, it's wrong. wrong. What? No. All these, half a million people have died of COVID and mm-hmm. you got people dressing up like it's just Halloween out here trick-or-treating Trying for to vaccine. get the vaccine. Trick-or-treating for a vaccine. Trying for to get the vaccine, though. They're yes, trying jumping, to do the right jumping, thing. Uh, they're trying, okay, they're trying to do the right thing at the wrong time, right? What? Because it's not their time yet. 35 I'll be and 45. You. I bet you right time. now, I bet you right now that most people who want to get vaccinated in Florida that are 65 and older can get vaccinated. I bet you right now there's plenty enough to go around. The, the reality is, they're then trying, why did they have to dress up as grannies? Because the 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 things haven't been the, the regulations Stop. haven't been like it, it hasn't rolled it out to everyone yet. But I bet most people that are in Florida that are sixty five and older can get the vaccine if they want it. There's probably there's probably more than enough to go around for that population. I could see if supplies were limited, but they're not. Where are you getting your statistics from? Let's look right now. <laughs> Florida vaccinations. <laughs> well, click Orlando.com. Florida reports 4,000 new COVID cases as delayed vaccine shipments arrive. Okay, that doesn't sound like people, anybody who wants to 65 and older is getting it. Hold on for a second. We haven't really gotten to that part. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is that, look, it says right here, it says that, that Florida has more vaccine than it needs right now. And no, it doesn't say that. Uh, but look, here's the thing. What I'm saying is that <laughs> Trying to get the vaccine, I don't think there's anything wrong with trying to get the vaccine. Okay, but but dis, but lying while trying to get the vaccine is wrong, right? You had to misrepresent yourself. You lied about your age. They changed their age on their vaccine registration card, but right. then their IDs didn't match their age. I, I, I just don't know what these women were thinking. I don't know what they were thinking and, either. They were, and let you try to dress up as an old man and go, you, would, you wouldn't be with us right now. You'd I know be somebody, up. I know somebody very close to us. Very close to us. Not us. me. Not to us. Not me. It's definitely not me. It's not Kalika. I know somebody very close to us who have already has already gotten their first shot. Younger than us. Younger than me. Younger than you. Has already gotten their first shot. Did we you just see them this, this weekend? <laughs> well, at least I, I feel safe. <laughs> Shame on you. And you know who you are. You already got the first shot. Already got the vax. The vaxy vax. 
the vaccinum of vaximus. Listen, vaximus, all maximus. this lets us know there are too many loopholes. We need to get our stuff together so that we can get people properly vaccinated because we're going to be in this for a long time and stuff like this keeps happening. Look, I don't think it's dumb. I think they, they tried it. It didn't work. The system worked. <laughs> but they trying to do the right thing. To me, right now, anybody trying to get the vaccination, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm Not with this it. way, Van. It just right. delays the process. Right. Uh, that is it. You guys, higher learning is finished. They keep taking thin caps off, but do not stop learning. Um, we'll be back Thursday, Thursday, Friday. We record on Thursday. It'll be back yes. on Friday. Tonight, the Bachelor is tonight. What yep. happens tonight? Like tonight is Hometowns. what? Hometowns. Hometowns. You meet the family. Meet everyone's meet the family. families. You meet the family. So mm-hmm. they're doing hometowns at the place in Pennsylvania. So what are they going to bring the families out, have a weenie roast or something like that, or do what are they going to do? Pretty much. Have have some fun time. So you're gonna meet the families tonight. And then next week, are they gonna start fucking? It's the women tell all. The so reunion. This the reunion show. When do mm-hmm. the fantasy suites come in? The week after that. So after so we're two weeks from the fucking right now. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, Matt. Okay. <laughs> Matt. Matt. And so just so we're all on the same page here. I'm 60 to 80% sure that Matt chose Rachel. 60 to 80% sure that he chose okay. Rachel. All right, just real quick before we go. The moment that Matt pitch, picks Rachel, I actually want to do something here. And hopefully Juliet Littman is listening to this. I want to do Bachelor Party Live for the Again. last episode. Yes, okay. I do. Because... I have a deep feeling. I, by the way, I know nothing, guys. I know. Yeah, we don't talk about this. Nothing. We don't talk about this. I know nothing. I know zero. I feel like he's going to pick her based upon the aloe black thing that happened last week. <laughs> I want the live moment. I want to be be able to react in real time. The moment Twitter fucking destroys itself. When Matt James picks Rachel Kirkenet. I want to be there for it. I don't want to have to wait and come do the podcast the next day. So you realize that if that's the case, he chose her around Thanksgiving and we don't know what the status of the relationship could be now. I Does can't it matter? think of a sentence that's mattered less <laughs> in ages. <laughs> what you said has no bearing you realize on what's he going to happen? I, what you said, I can't I think keep of try- something. I keep trying to take up for Matt. It, uh, I can't think of anything that matters less. I can't. I really can't. Seriously. All right. Well, I guess That's we'll out see. there for Juliet. Take you think you guys off. Do not stop learning. I'm Van Lathan. I'm Rachel Lindsay. We out. <laughs>